Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all time. Ooh, that's spicy. All Patriots, all Ladies and gentlemen, Foxborough football fans, it is Friday. That means it's just a couple more days left until the Patriots take the field against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So why don't we get into it a little bit on First and Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson. I'm your host. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You know the drill by now. Make sure you follow me at Thompson 5 and follow the show account at First and Foxborough, F-O-X. B-O-R-O. So yesterday, went ahead and got into a little bit of Patriots defense because we talk so much about the offense just in the media generally and, and also on this show because it's it's the topic that's got everybody buzzing in, in the wrong way, right? You know, the offensive struggles, what is going on with Mac Jones, who's calling plays, blah, 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 right? But I wanted to make sure that I talked a little bit about the defense and the fact that the other team's quarterback might be an even bigger factor in this coming game than the Patriots quarterback is, and that being Mitchell Trubisky and the fact that he's just not very good at football. He is a backup quarterback straight up, and the Patriots should hopefully be able to take advantage of that fact. But today, naturally, I'm going to get back into the offense a little bit and talk about something the Patriots did not do last Sunday. And uh, no, I'm not talking just generally about the fact that they didn't score points, uh, or rather they, they scored one touchdown and that was it. Um, and they didn't put points on the board and the passing offense didn't look good. You know, every, all, all those kinds of things, right? The, the uh, just general sense, right? The Patriots did not play well. There's one thing in particular that I think they need to do more of if they do actually want to play well, and they do want to put points on the board, and it's something that a couple of people have referenced by now, but I want to get into it in a little bit more detail, the play-action game, okay? So a lot has been made of the fact that the Patriots only called two play-action throws all game last week, and of course, you know, Mac Jones completes both of them for 22 yards, but then they're never seen again, and the question is, why? Okay, they, they ran a lot of 12 personnel last week with both tight ends on the field, and, you know, they, they you know, ran a lot of 11 personnel, uh, which is, you know, one running back, uh, three receivers. So, I mean, it's not as if it wasn't, po- it wasn't possible to do this. They absolutely could have run more play action, but they chose not to. And my thought there is, I'm, I hope that last week was just a, okay, let's get a feel for this, see how it goes. What do we like? I mean, they kept it so vanilla. It basically was a preseason game, right? This idea that we've discussed in the past about, you know, the Patriots treating things in September a bit like preseason. I really do feel like last week's game plan felt like preseason. 
where they were just trying to, you know, just run a couple of plays, see if they worked. They didn't run a whole lot of outside zone, for example. Um, they kind of abandoned after after three attempts that only gained one yard. They were running up the middle a lot, you know, a lot of inside zones, and they ran their, you know, their, their you know, old school, their duos, right? You know, right up the middle, double teams at the point of attack. They ran their, their crack tosses and stuff. It, it just felt like, very, it just felt very basic. And I hope that the lack of play action was about that more than the fact that they don't value play action because that would be that would be hideous if that were the case. Like that's not that's not serious football. I feel like I say this a lot. This is my my favorite phrase right now. Unserious. That is unserious football to only run two play actions, especially when you have an offense that you have said many a time you want to run the football. That's where you want to start with your offense. You want to establish the run, this whole archaic, you know, run the ball to set up the pass, which is, again, if you still believe that that's true, that you need to run the ball to set up the pass in the year 2022, you need to, the, the 90s called, they want your offensive strategy back. Like that, that, that's really what it is. That said, if the Patriots want to run 90s football offense, then at least do it right, okay? If you're going to run, and, and that's what you want to be, you want to be a run-based offense, and you want to run on early downs all the time when it's been shown time and time again that the best offenses in the league pass a lot on first and second down. If, if you want to buck that trend, fine. You go ahead and you do that. But then you have to run play action. I'm sorry. It's non-negotiable. You have to do that. And the thing is, and this is an important point for the Patriots and what we know about them so far and the struggles they've had running the football with the outside zones and, and all of that during preseason, during training camp. You don't have to be good at running the football for play action to work, okay? There are plenty of teams out there that that don't run the football particularly well. Like They're, they're not, they're not the, the top rushing offense in the league, but if you make another team believe that you are going to run the football, then play action can work for you, whether you're good at it or not. It's all about the, the tendencies, carrying out good fakes, and and again, just, just keeping defenses honest. And if you can do that, then it doesn't matter how good you are at actually running the football. You can make play action work for you. The fact that the Patriots do run the ball a lot and actually didn't do a half bad job last week. I mean, yeah, the, the yardage total they had, I believe the running backs had 20 carries, or it actually might have been, been 19 carries for uh, running backs, and then there was a like an, an end around at one point. So 20 carries by you know non-Mac Jones ball carriers that went for 78 yards. So that's not amazing. That that's a touch under four yards per carry. But some of it too was the fact that they were kind of run out of their game plan by the fact that they got down by 17 points. And so they didn't really, you know, they, they couldn't give you know, Damian Harris more carries or Ramondre Stevens. Damian Harris had a good game. He was running well. And, and, if, and if things had gone better, he, he certainly would have had a better game than, than he had. He was running the football very well. Ramondre Stevenson, he, he got chopped down for kind of a big loss at one point, kind of stunted his numbers because, uh, you know, Trent Brown and that, that left side of the offensive line was not getting out on the perimeter as well as you would hope. Uh, but all in all, running game wasn't bad. And see, that's the thing. If you are running the ball and you are running it well, then you definitely need to do play action because other teams are going to expect that. 
Okay, they're going to expect you to run the ball, and then and then you can fake them out, and you can create big plays off of that. And looking through what the offense did last year, and you know, I, I referenced the fact that Mac Jones was he completed his two play action attempts this past Sunday. Last year, Mac Jones pretty solid at play action. I mean, there weren't nearly as many attempts, as many passing attempts out of play action as non-play action. Um, I believe it was like four, it was 400 plus passing attempts out of non-play action sets, and then about 147 attempts out of play action. But on those attempts, on the play action ones, Mac Jones completed almost 71% of his passes and had about almost nine yards in a, per attempt. Like that's good stuff. That, that is absolutely do more of that. Yes, please. More play action. And so you, you look at what that does, right, from a strategic standpoint. You get the defense flowing one way. You get them expecting run. You get the linebackers to bite up a little bit. And then windows open up behind them, whereas that might not happen in a traditional pass set. Like maybe you have to attack underneath or maybe towards the sideline a little bit more. It gives you opportunities to lay your throws over the linebackers and create some bigger plays or just get guys out of position. And I think that is going to potentially help create bigger plays for this offense, an offense that was not explosive at all last week, and they have to be explosive in order to be successful. So obviously there are a lot of benefits here to running more play action. Also, there is a counterpoint to this. If you are concerned about your offensive line's protection or your running back's abilities and pass protection, play action does present challenges because you're being asked to protect for longer, right? There are, I mean there there are some plays like a you know bang play action, right? Where you it's it's like a three-step play action and then you just plant your foot and then boom, there's there's a there's a quick route right there that you're supposed to hit. And the Patriots have been big fans of that in the past as one of their bed and, you know bread and butter plays and uh Mac Jones pretty good at that as well. So there are some plays where the play action is meant to be quicker. And also if you do it out of shotgun, it can be a little bit quicker as well. But if you're doing it like a seven-step drop out of under center, right, that's going to take a little bit of time. That means your protection has to hold up, and it can perhaps be a little bit more challenging to do it that way. And we saw in some areas last year, your running backs, like specifically Damian Harris, I saw a couple of times on film where he didn't get to his landmark correctly in pass protection, and he gets beat, and Mac Jones gets sacked. So there, there are things to keep in mind. If you want to run more play action, there's a chance that if your pass protection isn't quite up to snuff, say if your starting left tackle and your starting left guard were culprits in both sacks the previous week because of miscommunications along the offensive line, meaning Trent Brown and Cole Strange, maybe that's not something that you're as willing to do. So... I do think, though, that if you want to have tight ends in to provide extra help, like you want to keep in Johnny Smith, keep in Hunter Henry, and do it that way, you can. But obviously, it'd be better if you could have them out in the route. So that's something to consider. A counter-counterpoint, though, is if you're worried about that in terms of, of play-action protection, you know what you can do that provides similar sorts of benefits? RPOs. You know, that thing that everybody keeps on clamoring for 
in, in the Patriots offense that everybody else does, that the New England Patriots keep on teasing like they're going to do and then they never actually do in a game. Like there's some weird disdain about it. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's like gimmicky football. No, it's not, okay? It's not gimmicky football. As a matter of fact, it is a perfect complement for what is ailing the Patriots right now in terms of concerns about their protection. And it's also something easy that Mac Jones is really good at, that he was really good at in college. I mean, he, he threw RPOs all the time in college. Like it was like made up 20% of all his passes. Now, obviously it's a little bit different because when you're at Alabama and you throw a bubble screen out to Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, well, they might just take it the distance and score. Or you hit them on a quick slant, they might just straight up score. You're not necessarily going to have that in the NFL on every play, like that that potential every single play. But look, they've teased this in practice. They've used John Smith as, as an outside receiver and run RPOs where he would do a bubble screen or he would run a slant or like a little, little stick route. And they've done it in, in preseason games where Jacoby Myers is out there running an RPO off a bubble screen, picks up you know, a couple yards, makes a man miss in space. Like, they, they've been teasing little bits of RPOs, and, I mean, it looks viable. It looks like they, you can absolutely use that. And in particular, it can work really well against zone defenses. It's not that it can't work against man. It's just that the routes that you use have to be a bit more specialized to beat man. If it's man coverage, you're not going to run a bubble screen against man coverage because, first of all, that might get picked Second of all, if, even if it is caught, it's not going to go anywhere, okay? So, so you're not going to do that. But if you're in zone defense and, say, the slot corner is playing off or the slot corner might be coming on a blitz, which has happened a couple of times in preseason and definitely in week one, that's something that you can use to mitigate that. Is You know what? Just get it out in the flat real quick. Your other receiver can pick up a block and the guy who gets the ball, make a man miss, pick up some yards, Okay, and it puts defenders in conflict. The guy, you know, if there's a defensive back on the end of the line of scrimmage that, you know, if, if he's supposed to be reading run and he's and you got to make him wrong, you got to make him decide, OK, are you coming down in the box or are you staying out? That gives you an opportunity to create numbers mismatches. So maybe you don't want to do it all the time, every single play or build your entire offense around it. But, but again, it's something that Mac Jones can do. It, it's perfectly attuned to his skill set. He's going to you know, see it before the line of scrimmage. And if he sees what he expects, but he's not going to think twice about it. He's just, boom, there we go. Like he loves having the, okay, if A happens, then I, then I do B, right? And, and he's, he's great at that. So I think they need to run a little bit more of that regardless of how much they run play action. But especially if play action is something like, okay, we want to do this a little bit to take advantage of it, but you know, we're concerned about protection. You ain't got to worry about protection with RPOs, okay? Because that's, a, that's run blocking. And then basically you just decide, are you going to run or pass right there? And it's just a split second decision, something Matt Jones can do really well. Now, the other part of this is, I noted earlier that the Patriots only ran three outside zone plays last week and it's kind of mothballed it really that could be a sign of things to come or like the rpos and like play action it could just be something the patriots didn't want to unveil fully yet maybe it's still in the plans and they just didn't want to show it all to miami 
in week one. Now, against the I mean, again, if they did it against the Steelers and other teams, it's going to be on tape anyway, and they'll get a chance to see it one way or the other. But I don't think they've given up on the outside zones yet. I'm just not fully convinced. And part of the reason I, I wouldn't do it if I were them to straight up just just throw it out the window is, look, if you can run outside zone or at least get teams thinking about the fact that you might run outside zone that you're going to try to, you can get them flowing the opposite way and then you boot off of that and you get completions on the backside. They did that notably to me against the Carolina Panthers in joint practices. And the, and the one time they, they really tried it, that first time, it worked really well. So they boot off of, off of a carry that was going to go to Damian Harris to the left, boot back to the right, Jacoby Myers gets hit for like a, a 15-yard gain. Like he, he, was, he was well open. And I think he had more than one guy open on that play too. It worked like a charm. And the thing is, there, there are other teams where like, for example, watching the Chicago Bears this past weekend, they ran a ton of play action and a bunch of those sort of boot action plays. And the San Francisco 49ers were looking for Justin Fields out the back of, of those boot play actions. So they were looking for the fact that, okay, when he comes out of there, you better be ready to get in his face and potentially uh, hit him and stop him from running. They're not going to be worried about that with Mac Jones. They're going to be expecting Mac Jones to hand the ball off. And even if that's the case, right, even if Mac Jones is booting off of that, he's not going to be treated as a run threat. So I think there's going to be room for them to try those plays if they want to. And then you're going to have opportunities to get Jacoby Myers or one of these guys a little bit open intermediate or Janu Smith. If you want to leak him out into the flat, like on a split zone sort of play, there are there are so many opportunities for them if they decide to run those plays. I can understand why they haven't been all about it right now, but I think it's something they need to keep in mind for later on this year. Don't give up on it just yet, just because everybody's had all this trepidation about it, the rollout wasn't good. I feel like if there's if there are opportunities to do that, give it a shot, see how it works. But look, one way or another, this play action thing just has to happen, okay? There's, there's no way the Patriots can run a successful offense if they're not running play action more than like five times a game. It's got to happen. Has to do it. I would look for them to do that more in week two, in addition to getting Kendrick Bourne on the field more, I would think. Uh, you know, because I think that he would be a big time beneficiary of those play action plays, get him open in, in kind of a little bit more down the field and let him use that creativity that he has once he's got the football in his hands. We've seen it a couple of times when you get in the ball down the field, he can, he can create more yards after the catch. So those are a couple of things I'm going to be looking for on Sunday. And I think even especially, honestly, if Mac Jones weren't to play for some reason, it looks like his back is probably fine, but he was having some some illness issues. I think even if that is the case and like Brian Hoyer has to start, run even more play action, right? Because you're going to be running all day, run play action even more and give your passing offense some kind of opportunity. Don't be stubborn about this. If you're going to run old school, archaic offense, then at least do the damn thing properly. That's all I got for today. I will be back in touch with you this weekend, both before and after Sunday's game. I'm Kyrie Thompson. 
This is First in Foxborough. Tune in next time. In the meantime, listen back, download, subscribe, stream it on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts.